and welcome to Let's Dive In. It's our little podcast. Where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the universe and everything in it. I'm Phil. And I'm Julie. So let's dive in. Hey Julie, how are you? I'm great, thanks. The year has gotten off to a good start. Well, I'm about to make it better for you, Julie. You want to know why? Yes, I'm excited. What's happening? Well, we're going back into the classroom today. Yay! We're going to be hearing from some of the kids who visited UCD Explore Lab with you. Yes, exactly. And we've got something awesome, great, bodyful, sometimes gruesome, but always fantastic. It's... Biscuits. No. Wait, hold on. No, no, biscuits. Bits, biscuits aren't gruesome. But they are fantastic. Yes. Okay, I will give you that. Well, well what we're actually talking about is... Blood! A uh, quick disclaimer. Don't worry if you're squeamish. It won't get nasty. We've got you covered. In blood. So let's dive in. So we've had some great questions all about blood from this group of kids from St. David's. Uh, and we're starting with this from 10-year-old Katrina. What is blood and what is it good for? Blood. Huh. What is it good for? Absolutely. Everything. But let's see what the kids from the class thought first. To stay alive. Because if you don't have like all your blood, then you could die and get really sick. Blood is something inside of you and it's red and it's good for scabs. So blood is so, it would run through your body and you'd be able to function properly. So that's the thing that can make everything work. Uh, You need blood to survive and so you don't turn purple like your veins. So, yeah, pretty important. Yes. Now, however good the kids' guesses are, I think it's worth getting an expert involved too. So we've got my good friend to come up and help us answer Katrina's question. Expert, who are you? Killian Omwell-Downig. I'm a paediatrician. I work in Children's Health Ireland, uh, both in Crumlin and in Temple Street. So, Kill, what does blood do exactly? First question of what it does, it does absolutely loads of things, all right? So your blood is really important for transporting nutrients around your body. Just think about it. The oxygen you breathe in, the food you eat, all of that good stuff that helps your body grow and move and live, that all gets transported by blood. We've also got cells in our blood that we use for fighting infections. We've got cells in our blood that we... Uh, use for clotting. So if you get a little cut, your blood has to stop bleeding, right? So that that's a really complicated and impressive system that your blood has for doing that. Now, once all the good stuff gets used by the body, the excess products need to be moved too. Guess what does that? Does the blood do that too? And your blood does that too. You know, getting rid of all the excess products that we have, right? Because your body is... Yeah, metabolizing things like oxygen and then turning it into carbon dioxide and then you breathe that back out again, but that has to get back into your lungs. In the air, into your capillaries and into your lungs and then you can let go of your breath. You're breathing out carbon dioxide. Your blood then gets rid of your waste products from breaking down your proteins and your food and that goes into your kidneys, so your blood brings all that stuff to your kidneys. And that's not all. There's lots of other things in your blood to help you function as a human. 
the salts in your blood. There's hormones, which are signals that our body uses to tell different parts of our body to do different things. That all gets moved around in our blood. So yes, the blood is a really important part of your body. We've talked about this in the classroom and the kids were amazed at what the blood does and how much of it we've got. Now, blood in adults and children does the same jobs. But we do have different amounts of it. So Phil asked the kids in the classroom what they thought. How much blood do adults and kids have? So for adults, they guessed somewhere between three, four, five, six, seven or eight and more, just litres of blood. And the answer is... About five litres in an adult. Now, what about kids? How much blood does a child have in its body? So our classroom was filled with kids from nine to about 11. Okay, so what do you think, listeners? Do these children who are between the ages of nine and 11 have more or less blood than adult Phil? Uh, Hey, adult Phil. That's the first time I've been called an adult. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the answer is they don't. No, not at all. They've got about three litres of blood inside them. And probably if you're around that age, you've got about three litres of blood inside you right now. That's so strange. And I I struggle to visualise it, but but I have a good idea of what might help. So go to your local you know, corner shop or whatever where you go and buy milk. And here, where I live, a typical bottle of milk in the shop is about two pints. It's got two pints of milk in it, which is just a tiny bit more than one litre of milk. So you'll need three of these milk bottles in order to make the equivalent of a child's volume of blood. And about five for an adult human. Now, I've got these five bottles of blood here standing on my desk in front of me. And it just seems like a lot of blood. Five bottles of blood. You mean five bottles of the equivalent of milk. Have you buy bottles of blood? Yes, milk. (laughs) Yes, milk. Thanks. Thanks for that. Sorry. (laughs) Just to be clear, Julie isn't collecting bottles of blood. No, not at all. Uh, And... Also, as Killian mentions, it's got a lot to do inside the body. Like, it's got a lot of ground to cover. So you do need a lot of it. Okay, so recently my husband has taken to donating blood. And each time he goes, he donates about half a litre of blood. Yeah, I do it too. It's a great thing to do if you can. And there's lots of people who might need your blood. But... Here's the thing. I wonder, if I start with five litres of blood when I'm an adult and the nurse takes half a litre, that's 10% of my blood gone. Like, how does it get replenished? Your bone marrow is in, actually in your bones is where your kind of factory is for making all those types of cells. And that can increase or decrease as needed. A lot of blood are cells, right? So if you think about our red blood cells... And they're constantly being replenished. They've got a life cycle of about maybe three months or so. And it makes your other types of cells in your blood as well, like your white cells, uh, which fight infection, or your platelets, which are important for both infection and for clotting. Um, so those kind of things are, are quicker. Like platelets are made every, you know, five to ten days or so. You know, neutrophils every you know, three to five days. So there's constant replication of the things going on in your blood. So for red blood cells... That doesn't mean that every three months all of your red blood cells are replaced in one go. You know, one red cell gets into your blood three months later or so, you know, about 100, 120 days, 
it's gone because it has a really hard work to do. It travels an awful lot. It could your body. It goes hundreds of miles. What? Wait, what? Hundreds of miles? That's, that's a pretty long way. Go on then, listeners. You have a guess. How many hundreds of miles do you think one single red blood cell travels in an adult in 120 days? So I looked this up yesterday and I got an answer of 300 miles. One blood cell travels 300 miles just inside our bodies. That doesn't include you getting in the car and driving somewhere. That's just what it's doing, travelling around your body. Which, so even if you were to stay still in bed, the blood cell would still travel 300 miles even though you haven't moved. Oh, were you close uh, with your guesses? Did you get anywhere near 300 miles? Again, I'm trying to visualise this and the only way I can visualise it is thinking about the fact that I drive from London to Cardiff quite regularly and that's 150 miles, give or take. So that would be like a red blood cell travelling from London to Cardiff and back again in its lifetime. That's amazing. Now, we've talked a lot about human blood, but what about other animals? Do all living animals have red blood? You've got to remember, I'm a, I'm a children's doctor, right? I'm a human doctor. Yeah, but children um, are animals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, no. But I did do some reading around this because I really hadn't, when I, I heard we went to talking about blood, I had to do a little bit of homework. So vertebrates, right? So animals that have vertebrae, almost all of them have blood. All right. But there's one animal that I found called the ice fish. Okay, that doesn't have any hemoglobin in its blood. So supposedly the blood is colourless, like water. No, I have to see this. I just sent you a link. I just sent you a link. Julie was on that again. Ooh. Oh, that's a, like, it's so spooky. It's a completely see-through fish. It's so cool. Now, Killian just mentioned that the fish doesn't have any hemoglobin in its blood, which is what makes it colourless. It's like kind of spooky. It's maybe it's a hemoglobin then. I, but, like, but it's right that we have hemoglobin in our bodies, which has iron in it, and that's what makes it red. This fish, it doesn't have any of that. So there's, there, there's no red at all. Now, there are other animals that exist that have completely different coloured blood, and that's because they have slightly different versions of this hemoglobin in their blood, making it a different colour. So insects, crustaceans and other arthropods have bluish coloured blood because it has traces of copper in it. And a peanut worm, which I had never heard of until we looked into this, has purplish blood because it has something called hemorrhythrin hemorrhythrin in it. Good pronunciation. And other animals can have greenish blood, like the green-blooded skink. Their blood is green because it has bile in it. Like, did you... Nature's mad. Now, you might not have heard of any of those animals before, but you have definitely heard or even seen one of these. I know Philly's a diver. You know, when you're in the water and you see a jellyfish go by, you can see right through it. It doesn't have any blood. Now, just for fun, we thought we'd ask Killian what colour blood he'd go for if he had the choice of any coloured blood in the world. Well, I think I'm going to just stick with my old-fashioned red blood, you know, because it'll change entirely how I look. You know, as you can tell, if you, uh, people at home can't tell, but I have a very pink head on me. So if I was uh, blue-blooded, I'd look like an, you know, an extra in a James Cameron movie walking around. Or if I had green blood, 
give them, I'd, I'd look very different. So changing the color of your blood, you know, sounds interesting and has an interesting idea from things like Star Trek, where we you know Vulcans bleed different color blood and that kind of thing. It's a lovely science fiction idea, but actually in reality, if it was to do that, it would also lose its big function, which is you know what the hemoglobin does, which is your iron, which carries the oxygen around. So I'm going to stick with what we have because I think it's really good at what it does. <laughs> I wish my blood was purple because um, it would look cool on you. <laughs> if it just drips down you, it looks cool. <laughs> I wish I had rainbow blood. Okay, we are going to do a quick roundup of what we learned. Yes, we've learned that blood is really busy, like awesomely busy. It's the transport system for all our nutrients, oxygen, hormones, waste products and chemicals. And to do all these different things and transport these different things, it has lots of different types of cells and chemicals and proteins in it. One of my favourite facts is that a blood cell can travel really far before it even dies. 300 miles in 120 days. Still... Crazy. And I really enjoyed learning about all the different coloured bloods that there are. Yes, especially the see-through blood in the ice fish. And what a nice sentiment from Killian at the end, where he talked about what colour blood he would like to have. Yeah, it was a kind of love the skin you're in, or even love what's in your skin in, inside underneath it. And if you want to have rainbow blood, that's fine too. Yeah, I know, it's all just kind of uh, bloody brilliant. <laughs> I think that's probably the only time we're allowed to say that, Phil. True, true, true. But it was an opportunity and a great joke. Oh, you're so vain. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. For those of you who are tuning in, A, thank you very much. And B, don't forget to like and subscribe. Yes, because it really does help us. So whenever you can share a link or even just tell someone about it, do share away. We have to give a big thanks out to all the kids who came into University College Dublin and asked us all the questions. Thanks to RTE and to Science Foundation Ireland for funding the show. Hashtag believe in science. Ah, hashtag. Yes. Yeah, we need one of those because, you know, we're cool. We're down with the kids. Okay, well, what kind of hashtag? I presume something like hashtag let's dive in. Hashtag let's dive in it is. And we do. We dive in. We did indeed. So until next time. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Believe in science. Bye. Ah.